Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dancing! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. It's been tough sledding on the road. Here's Gary. Count the bucket. A chance for one more at the line. Huskers within 10. 13 Wisconsin turnovers. Wiltshire. This game is tied for the first time. Wiltshire looking for three. He's got it. Missed shot by Chucky. And there's the ball game. The Huskers win it. Final score in overtime. Nebraska 80. Wisconsin 72. And another court storming. Storm that court. Just storm that puppy. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. Happy Groundhog Day as well. Did you hear the huge news this morning, Christian? No. Puxatawney Phil. Puxatawney Phil. He didn't. He saw it. He didn't see his shadow. He's Spring's going to come early. It's what he said. Let's go. I mean, honestly, if you stepped outside yesterday, you would have thought that Puxatani Phil didn't have a hard job. You're like, yeah, spring's coming early. I was just joking with my wife. I wonder wife. what the origin of that, of that whole, whole ordeal tradition is. Because I think thing. A, uh, it's a Quaker thing, isn't it? Because you look the, the people that well, I don't know the people that are responsible for, Tux, for Puxatani Phil look like Quakers. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. You were, you were telling your wife though. Making. I was telling my wife this story because. I was getting gas at the gas station yesterday, and she was with me, and I said, you know, I was standing at this gas station pumping gas two and a half to three weeks ago, getting ready for the Orange and Black Classic. I could barely stand outside for five seconds because it was so cold. I mean, it was some of the coldest wind. You know, it was, it was back when it was like two with oh, like negative 20-degree wind chill. Could barely stand outside to just get, you know, to put in the information to get the card swiped and get the gas going. That's, that's what – and then today – Yesterday, excuse me, I could have sat outside in shorts and a t-shirt and been fine. It was, it's just two, three weeks later. Welcome to Midwest living. That's what that's like. Nuts. Absolutely really nuts. The, the weather is and crazy. I, and I got to throw out there even crazier weather. I don't know if you have it over in Goodland. There is a ton of fog outside No, right that's now. that's the thing. I know it is extremely foggy over Oakley, Colby. Uh, I saw Bird City. Juanita Pals- it's kind of that line. Uh, it's kind of, but we don't have any of that here in Goodland at this point in time. I know it's moving to the south, uh, to the southwest a little bit here, so that's okay. Uh, but I don't know if we'll get it or not this morning. But uh, yes, for those further eastern liver, li, uh, listeners, uh, yes, be aware of the fog this morning as you're up and about here on this Friday, February the second. And yes, the big news: Puxatawney Phil says, "No, we will have a quick spring. Spring will come early this year, according to Puxatawney Phil." Um, once again, I'm in the boat that I'll believe it when I see it. I still believe that there's always going to be at least some sort of winter storm. The I'm not saying that I that I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm just saying I I just I 
I know how many times that it's been my birthday, which is usually at the end of April, which is usually, which is at the end of April. I was going to say. <laughs> which is at the end of April, and it usually ends up being some sort of white stuff on the ground. It's happened before, multiple mm. times since I've been out here. So that's all right. Let's push through. we got a huge show for you on Friday. Connor Nichols is going to stop by the program. We'll be visiting with him about local high school sports as we get closer to postseason wrestling. As we dive in, we're in the, the real meat of high school hoops. Uh, so we'll visit with Connor Nickel about that coming up in today's program. I've got a big-time question for, uh, for anybody out there listening about the Super Bowl and attending it. How much money are you willing to part with your wallet uh, to be able to go to the Super Bowl because it's ridiculous this year? A humongous weekend in college basketball. Uh, we'll get to that as well. Uh, and a huge night of, of high school hoops, and I should say weekend of high school hoops and wrestling. Uh, Starting tonight with a massive game, uh, Goodland and Holcomb. A humongous game, uh, both boys and girls-wise, which I will get to that here in just a little bit. But, boy, what an unbelievable night it was. I In Lincoln, Nebraska last night, Nebraska comes back from being down uh, 19 at one point in time in the second half, wins this game over sixth-ranked Wisconsin in what turned to be an absolute nuthouse. I knew there was nothing else on because people were texting me last night that are not Nebraska fans, and they're like, can you believe what's going on? So I knew nothing else was on, and they were watching that game. And I was just like, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. Because I remember I sat on this show, and I said, boy, I don't feel good about this game whatsoever. And if you had watched the first half, you'd been like, Ross was dead on. This was not a good feeling. <laughs> AJ Stores come out of the gate and goes like four for five, and they have a 15-point lead. And then Nebraska gets it back kind of within single digits. And then Nebraska native Chucky Hepburn gets two steals on just absolutely junior high-level passes. Junior high-level passes. He pokes his fingers in there and gets the steal, and automatic gets two layups on the other end. And all of a sudden, at that point in time, I thought, this game is over. There's no way. Nebraska comes out at halftime. Wisconsin had cooled off during the halftime break. While Fred Hoiberg apparently got as hot as he's ever gotten and absolutely laid into the team about their horrific effort in the first half. Sparked a second half, including a 20-3 run. They win in overtime. The stat of the night. Wisconsin, when leading by 15 or more points at halftime, was 120-0. They are now 120-1. and um, And so just, it was a... It was nutty, absolutely nutty. If you like college basketball and you love crazy atmospheres and you want to see something that would be very hard to believe, uh, go back in your DVR and watch that. That uh, was one unbelievably crazy basketball game last night because it had it had the makings of an absolute blowout. And Nebraska storms back for not the first time, but for the second time they've done this to get against Wisconsin on their home floor. Uh, to get a humongous win that they absolutely needed because Nebraska cannot win on the road, and they're probably going to drop two in a row, including a game on Sunday at Illinois where they will probably get waxed. Watch. They'll get beat by 15. They'll lose so badly at Illinois on Sunday. But this was a huge win for them, and it keeps their tournament hopes alive, which I still feel are, to an extent, somewhat slim because I think you've got to win at least a road game or two to feel decent about your chances, especially if you play good on the road. So I feel like every time... We sit here on this show, and Ross goes, man, you know, this might be a trip to the tournament type of year, and then they get waxed by a team they should have beaten, and then, man, you know, we're not Kansas. We're not Kansas. We have not built up enough equity over the years to say, (laughs) yeah, let them get in the tournament. They they, 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 
No, Nebraska is on the complete opposite. If they don't do everything right, they're not going to get in the tournament. I'll never, no, I will never it. It forget like that. Every time you bring something up about Nebraska's tournament hopes, uh, the opposite seems to happen. And this time was very good for you. And we talked so much about the Tyler Perry coaster. Nebraska's got a, a little bit of a coaster as well. Oh, uh, they're a like humongous coaster some, as yeah, a team. Some some blowouts on both sides that you kind of don't expect. The The biggest thing for me was not one comeback in this game, but almost two. You came back and tied it with, I don't know, it was like four minutes left or so. And then it was down, uh, you were or you were down six again, if you're the Huskers, with I think two minutes left, under two minutes. So back-to-back little comebacks there. And I always love to see not the comebacks that end at the buzzer, or like right in the final moments, but the comebacks where it was tied, like it was last night with about four or five minutes left, and then you've got a dogfight, and it wasn't until it looks, you know, it's eight points, but I think it was pretty late that they pulled away in OT, I feel like. No, it was down to the last couple of minutes of OT when they really you know, it looked put, like puts on next. For some put reason, and probably because they were on the road, it looked like Wisconsin was running out of gas. Like when they got to the end of regulation, mm. and especially when they got into overtime, yeah, they made a bucket. But then, like, you know, that, that energy you feed off from your home crowd carried... I feel like Nebraska to the win last night in the overtime because both teams were gassed. If there was a spot where they were they were begging the officials to call something at like the at like the 650 mark because they hadn't got to the 800 timeout yet. You could just see they're like, "God, please just call a reach in, just call for bumping into me. I don't care. We have got to get to the benches. We are exhausted." <laughs> they had been playing and I just I think it just wore everybody out and the emotions of that game. That was it was an unbelievable scene. I still can't believe what happened last night. That was unreal in a comeback um, for what happened. But 80-72 Nebraska win. C.J. Wilcher was the hero. He had 22 points off the bench, 16 in the second half. He was the only guy that could hit a shot last night, it seemed like, at a consistent basis. So, yeah, that was a heck of a win, and let's just get, we'll just continue to ride this roller coaster. Enjoy the highs, because Sunday, here comes the lows. <laughs> here, here comes the dips. So... Anyway, enough on Nebraska basketball. Let's move on. A huge weekend ahead of high school sports, uh, wrestling, and basketball. Uh, we'll get to Christian's game with Colby and Holcomb, or sorry, Colby and Hugenton, which is on Saturday. It has been moved uh, due to the GWAC Wrestling Tournament, which is today, and that's a huge thing. So the GWAC Wrestling Tournament going on at the Colby Event Center. Good luck to all the GWAC Wrestling squads. Um, We'll see. Usually Scott City's up near the top, but I know Colby's got to be in the hunt for it this year. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, the way this, the season that they're having and to be on their own home arena, uh, that's got to feel pretty good. So I look for Colby to have a really, really good uh, showing at this GWAC tournament and and uh, Scott City probably be in the mix as well as they usually are. Yeah, Colby putting together a great season, of course. And if you want, I know we talked to Cole Garcia uh Earlier in this week, was it last week or was it two weeks ago that we talked to Coach? Uh, but it might have been two way, weeks ago, but nonetheless. It might have been. Regardless, uh, we will be over there and we'll talk to him and uh, get that on the radio over on 100.3 The Ride. And we'll have it uh, on NK and WKS Radio and uh, .net and on our Facebook and uh, if you're looking to go to that uh, to those matches and you can't make it, uh, make sure to 
go on our social media because we'll have we'll we'll play this up because it's going to be a fun afternoon, I am sure, over at the event center. Yeah, so Christian will have a little bit of coverage there on our Facebook page uh, with NWKS Radio, and uh, yeah, make sure you follow along there uh, with some with some uh, updates and stuff from. A big day of wrestling there at the event center. And since we're on the topic of wrestling, it's also a big weekend in Phillipsburg. That's where the Lady Panther invite is going on today. And then the regular Panther invite is going on Saturday. So the girls today, the gentlemen tomorrow, uh, you know, Hoxie, Oakley, St. Francis, Rollins County. Uh, will be a lot of the teams attending the Phillipsburg Panther invite. And our GWAC schools will be heading to Colby. So uh, it's kind of it's uh, kind of postseason. Re- it's not really postseason wrestling, but it kind of is a little bit. You're really trying to make sure that you are get all of your final kinks worked out this weekend so that you're ready to roll next weekend when it really matters, you know, or because that's, you know, and, and over the next week, and make sure that you're ready to go over the next couple weekends for postseason. So uh, big, big weekends ahead uh, in the in the world of wrestling. As I mentioned, basketball, a big weekend of basketball ahead. We'll get to Colby and Hugaton. Uh, we will get to Goodland and Holcomb, which is a massive, massive two, two games here uh, on the road tonight. Uh, we want to quickly highlight the Western Kansas Liberty League basketball tournament. Once again, it resumes today after a couple days off. Once again, your semifinals in the championship bracket on the boys' side. Northern Valley, Weskin, Logan, Palco, Shylin. Not everybody knew this, but uh, a majority, three of the four of those teams are ranked in the boys' rankings in 182. It's going uh, to be a bear. Uh, any three, any four of those teams could probably win something, uh, but it's going to be a bear. To, uh, to make it to that championship. And if you win that title, uh, you've definitely earned it. Those are four very good basketball teams uh, there at the WKLL Boys Semifinals in the championship bracket. As for the Constellation bracket, Western Plains, Healy, Wheatley, Grinnell, Golden Plains, Tri Plains, Brewster. Girls brackets, championship side, you got Golden Plains, Northern Valley, Wheatley, Grinnell, Shylin. Constellation bracket, Western Plains, Healy, Logan, Palco, Weskin, Tri Plains, Brewster. So those games going on today in Grainfield and in Grinnell. Finals will be held on Saturday. So, big weekend uh, there of basketball going on uh, at the, the out over in Grainfield and Grinnell. Should be very, very good stuff there. Uh, and I mentioned, of course, a great slate of basketball games this weekend. You've got Quinter hosting St. Francis. Rollins County going to Hill City. Oakley will host Russell. Decatur Community will host Greeley County. Uh, Wallace County's at Johnson County. That's on Saturday like the Colby Hugeton game is. But man, tonight is such a humongous game. Goodland at Holcomb. First and foremost, the girls' game. Uh, I think it's going to be a real. I think it'll be a good game. I just have this gut feeling, and visiting with Bill Beerman a little bit about it last game, I just got this sense that that Goodland's got this kind of circled on the calendar because you know if people remember the forty-three game winning streak was snapped at home mid-December by Holcomb. Cowgirls didn't play great. They weren't literally feeling very good either. There were a lot of very extremely white faces out there on the floor. Nonetheless, Holcomb gets the two-point win in December, and I just have a feeling there's going to be a little bit of extra juice, a little bit of uh, extra pep in the step for the ladies wearing black and gold tonight. It's just my gut feeling. So I think that's going to be a big one. Can the Cowgirls find a way to slow down Hallie Jones, who is really shooting the ball good? I mean, 42% from three coming into tonight will be so big to slowing her down and Jared Kruleski as well. Those two are very good. They've got uh, Brooklyn Denniston's a good player as well. They've got some good players. I just I have a feeling though that that Goodland is is going to come out and perform very well. And if they can 
clamp down defensively and not let Holcomb get hot from the outside like they did in the second quarter in that game back in December. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like Goodland's got a good chance of of coming going down there and getting one. I just I feel I feel like they're just gonna you know we we we, we need revenge. You know it's a revenge game is what I feel like it. But we'll see. Who knows? The boys game is the is a humongous one. The Goodland Cowboys have exercised a lot of demons over the last couple times meeting Holcomb. Both at home inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse, the Cowboys have beaten Holcomb, uh, which ended a 26 game losing streak. And maybe even more, but as far back as my records go, they had lost 26 straight. They have finally won two in a row over Holcomb, both at home. Now you've got to exercise the final demon. That's winning on the road in Holcomb, where things have rarely gone right for the Cowboys. Rarely. The last time they played there last year was probably their best showing. They lost by 11. Other than that, most of the time you go down to Holcomb, they have their crowd behind them. They're playing on their baskets, and they just get to rolling, and it's hard to stop that snowball from rolling down the hill. So tonight, the Cowboys are right, coming in riding a ton of confidence. They have absolutely stomped everybody that they have played to this point in t- or over the last few games. Now you're going to take on a Holcomb team who, yes, is coming off a loss against Hugoton, but had won five in a row prior to that, including a win over the, over the fourth-ranked team in 3A, Heston, and the defending 3A state champion. They beat them in the Hillsborough tournament. That's a really nice win for them. So, you've got them on their home court. You've beat them two twice in a row when they haven't lost to you really at all over the last two decades. So, it's going to be a tough test tonight for the Cowboys. But if they can play with the type of moxie and charisma that they have played with over these last few games, uh, you know, I, I think they have a good chance of possibly ending this streak. But once again, we got to see it to believe it because once again, playing and winning on the road, especially at Holcomb, is a hard thing to do. You know how many losses they have over the last five years, Christian, there in their home gym? I know how many this year, but no, five years? Over the last five years, they've lost six times <laughs> in their gym. Six. They do not lose much in their home gymnasium. So, big test tonight for the Cowboys. And I'm very fascinated to see how they, they go down there and play. Because I think it's going to be a really, really couple of good basketball games. Yeah, I got to see the Longhorns uh, live and in person uh, down in that home gym where they play so well last Friday. Uh, up until that point, neither team had lost at home. Now the girls have lost once at home. Boys are still undefeated down in Holcomb. And as a broadcaster, that's a ton of of fun when both teams, girls and boys, on both sides are playing at such a high level this year and right now. And it's going to be great, I'm sure, uh, as a listener as well over on 1025 UROC, I'm assuming 440. That's right, 440 pregame. We'll have coverage starting with Goodland Game. We look for hope hill people will tune in. Uh, we'll have good coverage right there of Goodland Holcomb. Two very, very good and very big oh games on tap tonight. What's happening Saturday inside the event center? You've got Hugotin coming to town. The girls, the girls game, I feel like should be a, a nice game for Colby to to get right. Hugotin's having a, a very tough year this year, although they have played a little bit better as of late. Uh, and then my gut read, uh, you know, you got Hugotin coming to town. This is the top GWAC team uh, in, in the league, and for good reason. So they're really good. They've got they got athletes everywhere. They've got scorers. But uh, who knows? Who knows what can happen when you play, especially on the, on the road? 
Yeah, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you guys. I'll, you know, I'll give it to you straight here. The girls uh, should probably stomp all over Hugoton, and the boys might struggle here, but I'm, I will tell you that there, there is some light at the end of the tunnel for the boys because I... Again, something I've said a lot, this is a team that is struggling a little bit with consistency, uh, really on both sides, girls and boys for Colby girls, uh, weren't until the last couple of games, and now you're seeing a bit of some highs and lows. But the boys will come out sometimes, and very rarely have I seen this year, the Colby boys basically just get beaten by a team better than them, granted I didn't see that Goodland game, and that might have been what happened there. But even against Beloit, it, it seemed like they took gut punches, and then they got out of what they wanted to do. What Colby can be very good at is in the half court being patient, getting their offense good shots, and playing within themselves. And I think they really got away from that at different points, got, you know, tried to start doing too much. They've done that at certain points this year. And I think if they can, uh, there are really two things, I think. I know we don't always get into deep analysis of, of game plans for these teams, but I'm going to do it real quickly. I want to see two things from the boys. One of them is less a controllable and more something I'm sure they wish they could do all the time, which is get contributions from everywhere. In Colby's losses, it's been Guy Tubbs, Jordan Jones, a hope, and a prayer. In Guy Tub in, in the Colby's wins, it's been Jordan Jones, Guy Tubbs, and everybody else. Braden Foss has stepped up, Grant Stevens hits threes, and he he plays hard defensively as well. And Case and Carroll crushes glass when they win. And I think they need a little bit from everybody. I'm sure, again, that this is something that they are aware of when they're getting contributions from everywhere, even if it's a little bit. Like that win at Norton that was so big. They had six points from Case and Carroll, six from Grant Stevens, eight from Braden Foss. None of those numbers jump out at you, but they're all big because they help space the floor and they give more opportunities to your dynamic duo. Another thing I want to see from the Colby boys, crash the glass. And I don't mean normally because, hey, Guy Tubbs is a beast down there and he owns these guys that are bigger than him and look how many rebounds he can grab. And, hey, Kaysen Carroll's, you know, starting to get those rebound numbers up as well. And he can pass so well, obviously, a quarterback in the fall and he shows it on these outlets after rebounds. But I want to see the guards crashing glass. In a zone, we all know how difficult it is to rebound, and if Colby comes out and plays at least a half, and usually do, the matchups, and especially when you're cross-matching up with guards and, and uh, on bigger guys like Hugoton has, you need your guards crashing glass because both of your backcourt, Braden Foss and specifically Jordan Jones, are incredible athletes. They are lightning fast in the open court, and when they've crashed glass and hit the rebounds really well, I've seen them more easily get out into their breaks. When they're out and running in the open court, started by breaks from their guards, they are at their best. I want to see them do that tonight. You still have, 
even if everything goes right, a tall task. Houston is a very tough team playing high-level basketball right now. They've lost or they've won, excuse me, nine of their last ten games, and their only loss is uh, was by one point to Sterling, who's number three into a. It's a very good squad. Uh, if you're going to have a loss on your year, that's a loss to have to break that streak. And they're playing good basketball right now. Uh, so I'm not saying that these are the keys to a win. But I'm saying to put yourself in the best opportunity there. Regardless, though, I think this could get away from you quickly if you can't get scoring from other places. And for the girls... It should probably be pretty easy. You don't want to look over them, but I think especially coming off of how poorly you played against Norton at home, I think you get a little bit of an angry Lady Eagle squad tonight, or excuse me, on Saturday. And uh, I think specifically you want to get some of your shooters going. You look for silver linings in a blowout if you're the losing team, but I think you look for silver linings if you're the winner too. You want to get Allie Flanagan, Nolan, Logan Nolan, and Shaylee Holzmeister back in the scoring columns. We know how capable all three of them are at putting the ball in the bucket. They combine for 11 points, those three against Norton. Granted, Ali Flanagan gets a little bit of a pass. Both, basically, the whole Flanagan household was under the weather earlier this week, but I'd love to see them get going and stretch the floor. If they can come into Goodland on Tuesday catching nylon, that would be huge. Well, I just expect... Uh, I, you know, The girls' game, I'm not going to give any comment on that because they just... <laughs> Take care of your business. Uh, it's not going to be that big of a game. Uh, on the boys' side of things, I mean, I'm fascinated to see the matchup of Guy Tubbs and Isaac Martin. Those two are both highly athletic guys, around six foot two. They're going to be battling all over the floor. So I'll be fascinated to see how that shakes out. But yeah, Holcomb doesn't have as much depth as they've had. Sorry, Hugeton does not have as much depth as they've had in previous years. But they still have decent depth. And that could that could be an issue possibly for Colby. We'll see. Once again, I always I always count on the fact you're playing at home, and sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes you get a little bit of magic uh, at home. You just never know if you you get shots are falling for you. They're not falling for the other team. We'll see how it goes uh, here on Saturday night. What times cover start there on Hundred Point Through the Ride? Uh, at two o'clock. It's two thirty Central tip for the girls, and of course, boys to follow. On 100.3 The Ride, again, this on Saturday, tomorrow, not tonight. It was originally set for tonight, delayed till tomorrow. Not delayed, they, you know, mutually agreed to move to yeah. tomorrow. So, anyway, Christian, coverage on 100.3 The Ride. I do did get a text during, the, uh, during our conversation here. Uh, I did misspeak earlier. All four boys' teams in the championship side of the bracket for the WKLR rank, not just three, all four. Of course, Northern Jeez. Valley is number one. Bird City is Bird City Shyland is seven. Weskin nine. Logan Palco ten. So, wow! Thank you to Weskin head coach Val Reese for pointing that out. So I misspoke there. I knew I, I said three, but I meant four. Four teams ranked in that uh, championship bracket, which we'll see how it all shakes out here today and tomorrow. Let's get to a break. Connor Nichols going to join us next. Our good friend from Sunflower Sports Solutions and also K Prep Sports in Kansas. He covers it all. It's next on the Morning Blitz.